it's Ronnie Davis, and you're listening to Eating More, the place to be if you want to learn how to stop eating in ways that make you feel like crap, if you want to end the weight and food war, and start reimagining healthy eating and living. We'll show you how to change your mind, your food world, and your life with less doing and more being. why can't I get this area of my life figured out and just stop eating all the crap I shouldn't be eating? Like I've worked through so much in my life, like everything else is so great and perfect and wonderful, but all this food and weight thing, this is just that one area left that I just can't seem, you know, to, to nail. How many times have you thought that? Do you struggle to figure out why everything else is so great, but you just can't get past this fight with food or your weight? If so, welcome to the club. It's about probably 30 million people large. (laughs) You are so not alone in that. And my life's work is spent talking to people just like that. People who spent decades struggling with dieting their weight and food. And I see firsthand the damage that's being done by trying to control our food intake and our weight. Whether it be for weight loss attempts or even just eating healthier, most of us are spending decades in that endless cycle of waking up every single morning with the intention of being good and going to bed every night feeling like they failed. And of course, being good, meaning, you know, controlling every morsel that goes in or eating perfectly according to somebody else's definition of what's supposedly the healthiest or best for our bodies. We always believe all of the claims, don't we? All of the diets and the rules, they all claim the same thing. They're the answer to our everlasting, perfect health and happiness and perfect weight. And if we just force ourselves to eat what they tell us to eat, when they tell us to eat, and stop eating all the stuff they say is bad, they all do that. They all claim they and they alone are the answer to all our problems. Kill the cravings and the supposed carb addictions and human metabolisms and balance our hormones and insulin and microbiomes and all of this stuff. And don't worry, they'll tell us exactly what to eat and when to eat it so we can achieve this magical state of perfect health and being. And we won't even have to think about it because they'll tell us. How awesome is that? I mean, honestly, I used to be one of those people because I believed it. And, you know, I really still do. I still believe that eating balanced meals of whole unprocessed foods is the best way for most people to eat. And like I did, most people who are trying to give their best, um, you know, weight loss or healthy eating advice, they have the best intentions. I saw how much better I looked and felt physically when I was good and ate perfect and strictly adhering to the rules and being perfectly clean and when it was completely destroying me mentally eh, whatever you know you sort of get used to living that way you, you get used to living with the fight in your head all of the time and you don't really notice that it's a thing or you just think it's a normal way to live and then when it really got bad for me I just blamed myself I thought it was my fault I was screwing up because I was stupid and weak and pathetic and broken. And that's why I couldn't stick to anything. That's what I thought. I just had to keep trying harder. 
But I don't believe any of that crap anymore. And I don't believe anybody should ever be telling anybody else what to eat anymore, ever. Outside of a doctor or a registered dietitian specifically describing something to treat, a medical to, a diet to treat a medical condition, that is. Because here's the thing, nobody can even agree anyway. And all of the stupid rules keep changing. The nutrition world is full of insanity, misinformation, experts all arguing with each other over who's right and who has the most perfect study to back up their claims. And all of their claims are completely polar opposite. It's insanity that we have to get stopped getting sucked into because it's part of why you can't get this weight and food thing under control. It's keeping you stuck in it. And I see the damage that it's doing to people and I completely understand why now. So at first, again, like I said, I thought it was just me that it was destroying mentally. But then I started noticing the same patterns in almost everybody else. No, maybe not to the degree of a full-blown eating disorder like me, but it is creating some very disordered eating patterns and messed up relationships with ourselves and our bodies and food in the majority of people. And because that's the message we're getting, that happiness and a healthy body and feeling better about ourselves is just the next miracle diet or set of food rules away, if we can just be good and stick to them. And so we just keep trying because we think that's what we're supposed to be doing. We keep getting up every day, making those same promises to be good because we think that's what we're supposed to be doing. But we can never actually stick to any of them. Almost nobody can ever actually stick to any of them. And we don't even realize that all of that is such a huge part of the problem. And I know that I keep harping on this, but I will never stop shouting it from the rooftops until food rules are dead, because until we get it, we're going to stay stuck in that battle. The diets and food rules and restrictions, they are teaching us to not trust ourselves. And how can you have a good relationship with yourself if you don't trust yourself? Food is one of the most complicated and interpersonal relationships we have with ourselves. Like air and water, it's literally life-giving. And the decision over what we put in our bodies is one of the only things in our lives over which we and we alone have complete control. So if we don't trust ourselves to make this most basic life choice for ourselves every day, how do we trust ourselves with anything? And how can you have a good relationship with yourself if you're spending your life desperately trying to be good and feeling like you failed every night by bedtime? And if you don't trust yourself and you're always judging yourself for screwing up and eating bad things? I was hospitalized for bulimia at one point in my life, basically because I couldn't stop eating. I'm not kidding. I was literally put in the hospital to have my food consumption controlled because I got so bad that my therapist determined I couldn't be trusted alone with food for a while. I mean, maybe he had more clinical reasons for admitting me, but they didn't really do anything else for me while I was in there. And to me, that's exactly how it felt. And I can't even begin to express how damaging that was to my relationship with myself. One that was pretty, you know, already pretty destructive, I might add. I mean, it's been over a decade and 
that's the most I've ever even talked about being hospitalized. Do you know how it made me feel? Weak, pathetic, stupid. Again, completely untrusting myself and my own ability to make this most basic of human decisions for myself. And holy cow, deeply shameful. I mean, I couldn't even feed myself. Kind of stupid, horrible person can't even be trusted to feed themselves, I thought. Now, that's a little bit of an over-the-top example to drive the point home, but I'd be willing to bet that you know exactly how it feel, felt about how it made me feel about myself. I'd be willing to bet that you felt all of those same things on some level at some point yourself. Because isn't that exactly how we all feel? Whenever somebody tells us what we're supposed to eat to fix our weight problem or to get healthy or whatever, but we just keep screwing up and being unable to stick to it and eating things that make us feel terrible. Getting hospitalized magnified all of those emotions by about a thousand for me, but all of those things are what we all feel, even if it's just a result of falling off track again for the hundredth time, because it sends us the same message every time. The message that we've screwed up, we can't be trusted, we have to just keep trying harder. Why am I so weak and stupid? Why can't I just eat what I'm supposed to be eating and stop eating that stuff, we think? I'm so stupid. Why did I do that again? I feel like crap. Why do I keep screwing up? I'm such an idiot, we think. I just have to keep trying harder, we think. We spend our lives searching for things, diets and jobs and relationships and entitlement and enlightenment or healing or whatever, you know, to make us happy or feel better about ourselves. But no matter how many different areas of our lives we feel like we've mastered or healed or fixed or whatever, there's always this one nagging area that we still struggle with because no matter what else you master in your life, if you're still falling prey to food labels and rules and restrictions in an attempt to eat healthy or lose weight or whatever, you are setting yourself up for failure setting yourself up for continuing to cave and eat the bad things and you're setting yourself up for continuing to feel shame over all of it you stay stuck in that cycle because you keep trying to be good and we don't even realize we're doing it because we think it's what we're supposed to be doing we're supposed to be eating right we're supposed to be eating good and not eating bad things, right? And when we can't, we're supposed to just try harder and want it more. And I think this is especially true for those of us in the health or wellness helping industries because sometimes we can it's easy to get fall into that trap of feeling like we have to be perfect. Like we feel like we're supposed to be the epitome of mental and physical health or healthy eating and perfect body weights or whatever. And so then that somehow makes us extra bad if we eat something bad or struggle with weight because, oh gosh, what kind of example is it setting? How can we help other people if we're still struggling with food, right? Here's the thing. Food rules and restrictions and judgment and all of that crap creates shame. And as long as there is guilt and shame around food and around your body, there will always be struggle. No matter how much work you do to build a loving connection with yourself, 
if you're following all of that work with any amount of guilt, shame, judgment, or distrust in yourself over what you put in your mouth or over your weight or your body or whatever, you're going to continue to have a strained relationship with yourself. And as long as you have a strained relationship with yourself, you're going to have a strained relationship with food. Pardon the pun, but they feed off each other. Food rules and labels and restrictions, all of those things, they destroy the relationship with food by creating the cravings and the obsessive thoughts and the autopilot eating and all of those things and all of the guilt and the shame that comes with it. And then having that terrible relationship with food damages our relationship with ourselves, again, by creating the shame and the guilt and the distrust. And then to bring the cycle full circle, having the unhealthy relationship with ourselves further damages our relationship with food because when we have a terrible relationship with ourselves or our bodies, we don't wanna make healthier choices for ourselves. We use food as punishment. All of those relationships are linked. And again, pardon the pun, they feed off of each other. And no matter how enlightened or perfect the rest of your life becomes, there always ends up this being this nagging sense of just distrust and shame bubbling under the surface and driving that dysfunctional relationship cycle. As long as you're continuing to try to adhere to somebody else's food rules and you're not trusting yourself, to make your own choices. Every hour that you spend working on loving yourself gets instantly erased with one, you're so stupid, why'd you screw up again and eat that today? You were supposed to be good. Or, God, I have to hide this fat stomach thought. Stop trying to follow food rules and somebody else's definition of what's best for your body. Connect with and listen to your own body so you learn to feed it what it wants and needs to feel its best. It's really smart when you quiet all of the outside rules and noise and all of that garbage that's keeping you stuck in that cycle. Heal all of those relationships and everything will change. You've been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.